surely not analysis or actual reflection, accounts for an excuse based simply on a woman's sex and not on what she does or is capable of doing. Welcome to Man Unmade, a podcast normalizing the authority and power of women's voices in a man's ear. a credible bomb threat for our plane. In the early 80s, my next guest jumped on a plane as a young woman from Atlanta and began flying all around the world while serving people every mile of every journey. A career flight attendant for over 40 years, she's seen it all. She's dealt with all manner of people in all kinds of situations and made her way to the top of her profession while being a wife to a career musician and a mother to two amazing daughters. She's smart as a whip, sarcastic, hilarious, relentlessly honest, and also, she's my aunt. I warn you now, this flight will be bumpy and a hell of a good ride. Here we go. Hey, My guest, hey, Suzanne Martin, this is my guest. I'm so excited. Um, I I was going to get to this uh, later, like as in like 30 seconds from now, but I'm just going to lead with it. I'm so happy that you're here um, for a lot of reasons. Well, thank you. But you're my aunt. Uh, yep. This is really cool. Um, you have uh, okay. I don't. I'm gonna be totally off on statistics here, so I'm not gonna try. I'm just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure when you were born. I think you were born in Georgia. I know that your parents' names are Hugh and Lois Cates, and I gotta say, they are two of the loveliest people. Lois, God rest her soul. Um, God uh, love her. Oh, God love her. Hugh, boy, he could make that pencil turn to rubber uh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> that he trick. Also, he could also take quarters out of your ear. All I the don't know time. If you remember that. Yes. Oh, he was the, as soon as he came in the door, it was like, here, and he couldn't have been any different than my grandfather, you know? So, I mean, they were like totally different. My granddad was not doing any sort of magic tricks. So when Hugh came over, it was like the party, the fun just arrived. <laughs> he had his lampshade on. Well, um, <laughs> and you know, he just turned 93. Uh, um, how many days ago? Well, December 3rd. Okay. Okay. That's so, like 11 or 12 days. Okay. All right. That's great. That's amazing. Days ago. Yep. Huge. He's um, still around. In Hiawassee? He lives in an assisted care living in Hiawassee. And um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to see him since right. March, but yeah. um, I talk to him every day. Aww. And, um, you know, he always tells me what's going on in Hiawassee. <laughs> it, does, does, does he talk about winning a car on the Price is Right still? Is that oh one of gosh, his stories? Oh my gosh, all you have to do is ask him about that. And <laughs> you've got your whole rest of your show right there. oh he won a car on the price is right that is just one of the greatest things ever yep it's it's uh it's it's one of his many stories that he still remembers yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, he can't remember what he had for breakfast but no no remembers that car it's starting to fade but i tell you (laughs) what i bet he could i bet he could make that uh that that pencil turned to rubber still if <laughs> if you if you asked him man just the sweetest anyways you came from 
incredible stock. They are both just, um, I remember them so well and so fondly. And, well, that's uh, sweet of you to say. Oh, it's I miss my mom true. every day. Yeah. She's been gone for 11 years and she's she was, mm. she was a great person. Lovely. A, a kind, kind soul, like to the core. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you were born in Georgia, right? Was it yeah. Atlanta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At uh, um, Georgia Baptist Hospital. Yeah. Okay. Or no, sorry, Crawford Long. I, was, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. I, I was there, but you know. <laughs> P- Piedmont Hospital for me. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, uh, so here's Hugh and Lois Cates, and you grow up in Atlanta, and uh, at some point you meet my uncle, um, who at the time was he a rock star? Already, or was he budding um, into that world? Well, he was uh, he was definitely the cutest musician at church. <laughs> <laughs> was that Waiuka? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Waiuka Road uh, Baptist Church. Yeah, and I think everybody kind of had a crush on him, particularly you know um, if you went to camp. All yeah, the camper, all the campers did. Ooh. Yes. So, uh, no, at that time he was not, but um, he, you know, I think, well, he went to uh, uh, university and then he um, was in a singing group. And I think from there, he just really decided he wanted to pursue music for, uh, um, you know, his career. Yeah. Which should have been my first red flag, right? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you bolt? I'm out of here. As my dad was like, when's he going to get a real job? (laughs) Dad, this is his real job. Yeah. (laughs) He's working now. (laughs) No, he's not. He's in there fiddling around with the piano. That's not work. Okay, if that's what you call it. (laughs) Now look at his pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So um, I started this podcast and this, no lie, I wrote down names and yours was like, Boom! Right there at the top, um, Kelly's well, that was makes number me so one. Happy. Well, it well it you make me so happy, and <laughs> um and it and but the reason this is a podcast, you know the the whole tagline is um, normalizing the authority and power of women's voices in a man's ear, and so the idea is is like look, be the change that you seek, right? And and for me, I just I'm like, wait a second, this isn't right. Women aren't treated as equals, and and it's everything's about men, everything's about men, everything's about men. And and so I'm like, you know what? It's maybe a small thing, but for me, I'm going to do a podcast, and women are going to come on and share their stories, and I'm going to learn, and I'm going to put myself like in the that. position. Well, thank you. And um, just don't call me kiddo. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we're gonna we're. Gonna, <laughs> We're gonna get there. Oh, that that story couldn't have dropped uh, at any better timing. Good lord! Yeah, you should get him as a guest speaker. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna get to that. Uh, it is Dr. Jill Biden. For those of you that uh, are confused, uh, and it's it is- not an honorary doctorate that she has, (laughs) No, by the way. Good Lord. Uh, Men are the worst. All right. (laughs) So uh, any any who, um, it just made all the sense in the world to me to have you on this podcast because um, 
you you come from the south you're you're from georgia you grew up going to wyuka road baptist church and all those things and if i think of the stereotypical <laughs> southern baptist woman you're not the one that comes to mind <laughs> So Not glad. that there's any. Uh, I, I was let, about to like get offended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me drop a reference here. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, like if that's yeah. who you are, no, that's sure, fine. Sure, sure. No, that's no. absolutely fine. I'm just saying you don't fit that mold. Um, and then like if if you're gonna be a rock star, you're gonna marry the like groupie, right? You're gonna marry the 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 girl or the guy if you're the the female rock star that like just loves everything that you do and worships you at your feet. You're, you're the rock star, right? Definitely not who my uncle married. <laughs> well, too bad that didn't happen to your uncle. <laughs> I mean, that's the stereotype and he did not marry that at all. That is not what happened. Um, no. well, uh, and you know, that's another podcast, right? But that's, you know, yeah. you got to be a, a pretty uh, uh, self-confident man to marry uh, um, not the groupie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, well, a, head, a headstrong, smart, um, uh, clever, witty, um, you know, and motivated woman you're not you're not gonna sit there and oh, I just thought like you were talking go, about david for a no. second oh gosh no <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um oh my head is gonna hurt by the time this is over <laughs> i love laughing with you um so anyways uh just not stereotypical in any way shape or form um now i came into this world around 77 which happened to be the same year uh, that the feminist movement was really rocking and rolling and had the huge convention down in Houston, um, and uh, which I believe old Jimmy Cotta um, was, he, he- We love Jimmy and the Martins, don't that, we? That's right. And he, he, he played a role in that and everything. And, um, and so, okay, I was able to, I was fortunate enough to have a chance to write a book. And when- I read I, it. Thank you so much. I'm glad you made it, it through alive. Good. Well, thank you I so really much. I really enjoyed it. Well, that means a lot because you and, and David reminded, Reed. It, there was a little bit of a, 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 you know, kind of a, oh, this Hem is Hemingway. a family history. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it reminds you a little of Hemingway, oh um, but oh. that's fine. That's okay, fine. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I, I write in there that because uh, Michelle Burford, who uh, will be a guest on uh, Man Unmade, which I'm so excited about, and she was a part of helping me develop this podcast. Um, she was my uh, writing coach slash co-writer on the book. Cool. And and yeah, and she's amazing. And um, she told me, hey, tell me like your first memory. What what is like? When did the curtains come up? And you're like, that's what you remember. And, and if you remember in it, I wrote yeah. sitting at the top of the stairs of the roost, which is what they called our family home, the, my grandparents' family home on the Chattahoochee River. And I was waiting for my mom and stepdad to get married. I was like two years old, something like that, sitting next to Bonnie, my sister, older sister, who was covered in chicken pox and <laughs> bless her heart. And, and as we called her. Uh, Bonnie Bump. 
Yeah. <laughs> sweet bonbon. You know oh, what? And man. that was all in love too. She I was, know. She was sweet. She oh, the sweetest. Still wouldn't sweet. hurt. Wouldn't hurt a fly. And um, as I remember, I was sitting there, and you gave me a little metal airplane, and y'all gave Bonnie a a doll, or at least she had a doll. She called it peanut butter. And we we stood up at the top. Uh, we hung out at the top of the stairs, and you and David were there getting ready. And that's sort of like my earliest memory. That's as far as I can kind of uh, go that's back. True. That's cool. Well, I I, yeah. I mean, I, I know I read that in your book, and I know we've talked about mm-hmm. this before, but mm-hmm. I think I kind of remember that too. That's because, cool. Because uh, um, we were always, well, I mean, we loved being upstairs on that second floor. Yeah, it's great Didn't floor. love the third floor because that's hard, mm, you know. That's where they made me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah. but we love the second floor, and mm-hmm. um, I can just see us hanging out with you two because uh, uh, Bonnie was always the sweetest thing, and Clint, you've always been a character. <laughs> so yeah. The, yeah. The, one of the, one of my favorite things used to be just to uh, uh, kid you. I have it written in my notes. I'm going there. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> no, just, it just, uh, uh, you were just a fun kid to hang around, you know? Well, thanks. And you already, you always uh, uh, kind of like, and this is probably fake, right? But you always seem to like get it, you know, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, and so we like to tell you jokes. Because tell him, he'll laugh. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> oh, I was I was telling Lisa um, that I was like, you know, so this is a funny analogy. All right, so you got to let me go here for a second. I'm reading Harry Potter with uh, with um, my youngest Camille, and Hudson and Holland have already read it. So we're in the first book, The Sorcerer's Stone. Me and Camille are, and um, and so we're reading, and you know, the character of um, of Severus Snape. He, he, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna, um, oh, what's the word? Not icebreaker. Um, I'm telling the end of the story. What am I, why am oh, I um, on that? Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Thank you. Gosh, <laughs> I couldn't really, yeah. I stink at this job. Um, so spoiler alert, if you haven't listened or, or read Harry Potter or watched the movies, turn off your podcast for <laughs> 10 seconds. But Snape turns out to be a good guy. And um, anyways, but he kind of was always sort of like in the corner of, in the peripheral vision of Harry at all times, sort of like looking at Harry and never letting him get away with anything, you know? And, and like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, the, the, and, and so he was, he kind of had an evil thing going on, you know, like a vibe. <laughs> That's not you. Um, but, but you, I, when I look back, I'm like, you kind of were always there to sort of like never let me get away with anything. <laughs> Well, I don't if, mind if, the evil thing either, <laughs> actually. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. Go you ahead. weren't though. You weren't. <laughs> you but you always it was like if every if anybody was like coddling me or, you know, little Clinny, you know, as my mom would call me, or if I dropped another glass, you know, or whatever, and people were like, Oh, it's okay, you know, whatever you were over there going, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. 
<laughs> Spoiled the dinner again. Yeah, that's exactly what you, I mean, and it, it was funny because, and here's where the, the Snape thing kind of comes in. It's like you knew I was going to need thicker skin. Something told you this kid's going to no, need no, no. thick skin. I, I think that you came out with that kind of skin. <laughs> Honestly, well, you you helped you helped toughen it. And, well, and, I just and, 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 I, I, know, I say that because I just would see molting every now and then when you were around <laughs> at the Buzzard Roost. Like I is love this it. Clint? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you just never let me get away with anything. Even I can remember you even my thick accent when we lived in Asheville, North Carolina. It was so thick and you would make fun of me in a loving way if I if I was like, hey, Dad, you'd be like, well, hey, Clint. <laughs> well, okay, so you should take that little accent and move to Canada because oh. you think I ever get uh, uh, teased about my accent up here? Yes, I bet. <laughs> that is so true. Except my line, and I always use it, is when people mm. say, it doesn't take very long in a conversation with me, but people usually say, where are you from? And you know, Canadians are always trying to be polite. So they very don't want to, you know, and I usually say, Southern Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, they, and they go, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No. That's awesome. But the, you know what the, their next uh, guess is? Texas. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I go, that's so lame. That's lame. Just guess the biggest southern state out there, okay? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Georgia. And we all know that regions have the different the different yes. accents, right? Yeah. Oh. You know, yeah. Like you've got your South Carolina accent. <laughs> right. You know? Right. <laughs> and then your Georgia accent. Yes. And then Texas, I won't even try to do no, that. No, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I I just know that I was teased for it, and I'm so glad because when I left North Carolina and moved to Georgia, it was my sole goal to lose the accent. And and there's so many people now that are like, "You're from Georgia? You don't sound like it." Or uh, you're from Texas, or not from, but you live in Texas. Wow, really? You don't sound like it. So, which I'm thankful for. I did not want that thick accent. But anyways, I got to well, tell you, thank you. I will tell you one thing, okay? Yes. And because I do tend to uh, uh, a lot of people tell me that, uh, um, you know, I tease them quite a bit. <laughs> but I usually say, and this is true, uh -huh. I really tease the ones I love. I, lo I, was, I, I, was, I couldn't have said it faster. I, that's exactly, <laughs> that's always what I felt. I was like, I, I, I just was always so thankful because I knew that that meant you loved me and you were looking out for me. And I had and to I, toughen you up for your granddad too. Well, I was gonna say, first of all, granddad, the ultimate buzzard, this guy, I mean, I think it was Hannah after he was dead that Hannah eulogized him by calling him a scoundrel or something. And Probably. I was like, that's that's or about a right. Yeah. Or a, I don't know, <laughs> no, like was, a pirate. Um, yeah, he's I mean, he spent time in a Mexican prison, which we're not really sure about. Like <laughs> well, Yeah, that's a true story. Okay. All right. So yeah, if you want to ever do another podcast that's not about women's yes. issues. Yes. Let's do a whole one on your granddad. Yes. Because, because I have whoa. Some big granddad story. I mean, I'm telling you. So 
getting around to all of this, you were just in, unlike any other woman really in my life. You were Aww. sarcastic and 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 funny and edgy, cantankerous <laughs> when you you know, but lovingly cantankerous. Uh, yeah, that evil vibe. No, um, no, but I mean, really, and I just kind of always felt like you were sort of, you know, something was going on, and you were kind of looking at me, just going, Mm-mm, "No, Clint, no," you know, and uh, and I love that. I love that about you, and I'm so thankful. And God knows, I needed it, knowing what was <laughs> coming in my life, and even what was going on at that time. Um, but so that's around like the '70s. So that kind of sets up who you are. Um, very smart and 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 witty, and all those things. And around that time, you gave me that airplane. And I believe, is that because you had already begun a career as a flight attendant or you were oh, thinking yeah. no, about no, no, no. it? No. Okay. When because, had you when did you start your well, career? You want me to tell you when I started my career? <laughs> How old are you? Okay, so here's the deal. You know, yes. I'll, I'll be honest, because I don't yes, care. Yes, yes. I started a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so you you're, you uh, said you got married uh, or you came around around 77 or something. November 77. So, that's right. yeah. Well, around 77, sure. Yeah. yeah. But, and uh, yeah. Um, but so your your mom and um, stepdad got married. Yep. Mm-hmm. In, in um, 81. Okay. In April. Oh, was it 81? Yeah. I was that old? Okay. Really? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and so because uh, David and I got married right after that. We got married in June. That's okay. I, and, oh, I, I thought and, so. And okay. um, I started my career in 79. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. 41 years, 42 years, 41, Just 41 stop years. stop counting, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, but th- this is, I love this because uh, I'm a Malcolm Gladwell fan, huge oh, Malcolm Gladwell okay. fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I like him a lot. Canadian. He's um, a Canadian lad. Yes, he is, and uh, and and we should say that by the way. You live in Toronto. I don't mm-hmm. think we've said that to this point. See, Anyways, Toronto's right out there. It's right there, right <laughs> through the. You can see it through the window, and um, but uh, he talks about the ten thousand hour rule, you know. And at this point, you're you're definitely well I got beyond a lot the, more than yeah. That. I think ten thousand is like somewhere between <laughs> like four and six years. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't so, want to know how many hours I have actually. That's right. So I am totally fascinated to talk to people who are experts in a field. I don't care what the field is. I just love it. If you've done it for your whole life and you know it, the ins and outs, I want to talk to you because I just think it's like really fascinating. Well, in this situation, <clears throat> here you are. It's the seventies. And you start a career. Now, this is where I, this podcast, I have to just be okay with the fact that I might say something that just shows what a dumb guy that I am. Okay. So, but I'm going to do my best to explain how I at least perceive possibly that the flight attendant industry was at that point. Um, I don't know that at that point you could get into a field that maybe stood for sexism in like, you know, uh, in a stronger way. Like, in other words, the men all flew the planes and then the women, they all had to dress a certain way and you had to be a certain type and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's my knowledge of it, okay? But obviously you got to travel the world and the whole deal. And and so I look at it and I'm like, my aunt, who's like this incredibly strong 
woman, I would love to see you on a flight in the 80s and some guy tries to be a chauvinist pig to you, I'm like, oh, hell no. Look at it's, it's gotten re- more refined over the years. So even yes. now would even be scarier. Yeah. <laughs> so so what was that like, though, in 79, jumping on a plane? Well, uh, okay. So- and, and were you always like you are now in terms of just, you know, you're not the typical what you think of, like we talked about earlier. You know, you are very bold. You're not afraid to say what you think. And you're a woman and you are strong and you're smart and you are equal. You know, that that is what I think well, of when I think of you. I appreciate all those, uh, that accolade. But, you know, uh, certainly back then in my head, I was none of those things. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think I, I definitely, I've always been, as you have said, you know, sarcastic and, and uh, um, edgy independent is what yes. I like to say, which, yes. you know, I've got two girls and I used mm-hmm. to think about if I could just give them one quality, I would mm-hmm. want them to be independent. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that doesn't work out too well for you as a mother, <laughs> just say it. <laughs> but, um, so, but back to my career, which I never really thought would be a career. Oh. But um, so, first of all, you talked about my parents, which were they're lovely, lovely yes. people, but they're yes. Southern traditional yes people yes, and so uh, uh, they always expected me, and I was I was going to uh, uh, college at the time okay in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, they always expected me. They were great. Like, go to college. That's great. And, and then you can come home and live with us and work until <laughs> you get married. No. And then, you know, not work anymore, right? So right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to work out. So. Uh, um, and what was but, it? Was it Furman in South no, Carolina? No, I went what? to Presbyterian College. Presbyterian College, okay. In, in uh, right, Clinton, South it. Carolina. Yeah, good, good town, Clinton. <laughs> uh, but that's that was a good guess. It was right up the street. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, th- I thought that was okay. All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's in Greenville. But uh, um, so when, but my dad did help me get my job because um, I was going to go uh, to further my education, I, w- I wanted to get a master's Okay. after my degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, Well, of course, we all know that that would just be an honorary master's since you're a woman well, you, and you're, yeah, <laughs> right. Kiddo. <laughs> so, uh, um, but, but anyway, so, uh, um, I mean, aren't they all aren't they, aren't, aren't they for all? us women? Like, oh, just give her a degree. Just she'll get be, her, yeah. She'll be a housewife. <laughs> Not, nothing's wrong with being a housewife. No, nothing's wrong with that. No, no, no. But, you know. Not at all, but. But, uh, so anyway, so I, I went, um, he got me, uh, or he, he circuitously got me an end to get an interview with uh, a certain airline. That yes, shall not yes, be named. That's right. But um, but it was for a reservationist job. Oh, okay. So at the desk. Yeah. Well, it's you know taking reservations over the phone and right. So um, I went uh, to my interview and uh, um, I walked by 
the flight attendant interview was a big, uh, it was like a mass interview. It had, I don't know how many people. Mm-hmm. Um, Just lined up. Okay. Lots of them. And, and all, so I, all women at that point? Uh, no. Well, there have been some men. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good. There were, okay. there were some men. Like, uh, it's surprising how many uh, men were, uh, uh, you know, of course, they that was uh, a career that um, that a lot of men gravitated to. Yes. That and nurses and, you know, like the traditional uh, um, women went to flight attendants, nurses, teachers, uh-huh. you know, or secretary, you know. Right. Stuff like that. Yes. But um, so I walked by the um, the the uh, interview process for the flight attendants. Yes. And I was kind of like, oh, wouldn't want to be a flight attendant. <laughs> so I went into the the uh, um, the the uh, room to get interviewed, and mm-hmm. you know they interviewed me. Said, oh, this you know looks all good and everything. So we're now we're ready for your typing test. And I was oh. like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah. Because, like, back then, you know, we didn't have – computers were very rare, you mm-hmm. know, that, mm-hmm. certainly not, like, laptops and stuff like that. Sure. So um, – We're still using typewriters at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, for real. So yeah. I, I, I said to the gal, I said, you know, I don't type <laughs> – and, and so she said, "Oh, that's what every." She said, "That's what everybody says." She said, "Take the typing test. You're going to do way better than you think." Uh-uh. So I took the typing test and went back in the room. And she goes, "You're right. You can't type. <laughs> you really can't type." <laughs> so, so I uh-uh. said, uh, um, and, "Oh, but she said, w- would you like uh, um, to to apply for another position?" Mm-hmm. And I was like. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, what I other position? What other position? Like pilot? Yeah. No, that's out. So <laughs> navigator? So, Do you need? A, I'm good with maps. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, and I just passed this this flight attendant interview, and I said, "Well, how about uh-huh. a flight attendant?" You know. And so she said, "Oh, no, you can't." She said, "That's a lifestyle. You have to. Uh, oh. you, you have to be like. It's not just." something that you walk in and, and you decide to take a job, you know, that's, okay. that's a real commitment. Yes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to see your family a lot. You're not going to, like, if you have a, a boyfriend, you're probably not going to see him a lot. You're not going to have holidays, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so she thought, uh, she said to me, think about this. I'm going to leave the room. I'm going to let you think about this. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to, um, come back and talk to you. Okay. So she left the room and I was like, what am I supposed to be thinking about? <laughs> I need a job, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so she came back in and, um, you know, I said all the things. Sure. Like, you know, like, oh, I want to serve people and blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> I love people and, you know, yeah. I love travel and, and I don't, like my boyfriend that much and my family's okay. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, which was all not true, but, but I got the job. So, you know, crazy. And, and uh, uh, what was funny about it, once again, uh, I love Hugh, but you know, yeah, he's an old man. So, sure, he ever, 
I mean, and he did help me get the job and it was great. But <laughs> ever since I've gotten the job, this is 41 years later. He keeps asking me, when are you going to quit that job? Oh. No. When are you going to quit it? I'm like, well, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> you know, getting close to retirement. So maybe <laughs> then, you know. And, and, and what's really funny and um, I, I guess it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain this, actually. But so I've got my two girls and, you right. know, they both have uh, um, degrees and jobs. And, yes. you know, he's always like, well, now, what is your goal? You know, and yeah, he's he's are you management yet? You know, and <laughs> to them. <laughs> yeah. And right. to me, it was like why don't you quit that crazy job, you know? And, and, uh, and then this is the re uh, really funny thing. Uh, but I was talking to, cause my older daughter, she uh, um, has an English literature degree. Yes. And she works in social media. Yes. So uh, it, it works out cause she does a lot of writing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But so he, we were talking about our degrees, which I also have an English literature degree. Okay. So, so we go. were talking about our degrees one time and and he said, Well well she has an English literature degree. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, like me. And he goes, No. <laughs> he said, I thought you majored in English the language. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Dad. Dad, that's not a thing in America. I mean it, unless uh. you're, you know, not an English speaker. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Anyway, so so yeah, 41 years later, here I still am. Here you still are, and you've traveled the world, um, literally. Um, so to back up a little bit, so it's 79, and you jump on board the, not the train, on the plane, <laughs> and, and begin your career uh, as a flight attendant, and... Now, did this was kind of my question, and you've already sort of answered it, but I was wondering, like, were your parents supportive? And obviously your dad, you know, kind of was thinking, had different thoughts. Um, was was Lois the same? Was she sort of like, well, well, honey, as soon as you can get home, that'd be great. No, or, I mean, okay, so here's, the, here's another thing that was interesting. And um, I mean, Lola was great, and she, she never, she wasn't like, you know, she, I, I don't think she was as vocal as dad, but so I was based in um, Chicago at first. So I had to uh -huh. move, you know, and uh -huh. um, so when she found that out, she didn't speak to me for three months. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, as much as I love my mom and I always oh, yeah. like she we were very close as a matter yeah. of fact my my girls always talk about they want a relationship you know for me to have with their kids like or uh, for for us to have like my my mom and yes i had uh, yes but, that's awesome um but she she uh um just didn't talk to me and so i just thought well, she's just going to have get over her bad self at some point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she did. And so. she did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, did, did when you um, were dating uh, David, my uncle, mm -hmm. um, 
and as you got to know Werner and Anne, my grandfather and grandmother, Werner obviously being a scoundrel and God yep. knows what he was up to. Bandit. But yeah, a bandit. But Anne, you know, she kind of went through this phase where, and I, again, I get bits and pieces, but basically he disappeared to Mexico for two years. True story. And, and I, she three, basically, I think. was it? Th- okay. Three years. Mm-hmm. And she said, and, and this is before cell phones and all that. So didn't know when he was coming back, didn't know what was going on. You know, all this stuff didn't know that there was even, uh, he had, he had a guest with him on the trip. That's um, another podcast, Cliff. Another, po- another podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, and uh, but she decided, you know what? Forget this. I'm, I'm going to do something with my life. And she started working with Jimmy Carter at Just that time. So cool, right? So cool. W- did that in any way affect you? Did that play a part? I mean, were you, did well, you know what was going on at the time with her enough to where it could affect you? No, I mean, not really. Uh, mm-hmm. She and I always had a very good relationship. You know, mm-hmm. we were very close. And um, actually, uh, me, myself and your uncle split up for, I don't know, a year or so. Mm-hmm. And not when we were married, not after we were married. But, You're right, right, right. Um, but, and, and your grandmother and I still went to lunch. Oh, wow. During that time. <laughs> That's so awesome. So we were always very close. Yeah, and and uh, um, I just thought she was it was great because uh, when she um, you know because she used to volunteer for Jimmy Carter, yes, and um, and then when he um, and we we I don't think we because we were always we never lived in um, Atlanta when we right. were married so right we didn't know really how much she did for him but mm-hmm. but then when he got his uh, um, the library library he mm-hmm. asked her to be the receptionist that's right. And we just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yes. And then um, we had a, we actually had a, uh, and it, we still do actually. We have some land in in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were going to build a, a a cabin, a log cabin on the land. I have walked on that land. Okay. I, re- I remember that. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, still there. Okay. And um, so we were going to build a log cabin on the land, and she just happened to mention that to Jimmy Carter, and he said, mm-hmm. "Well, if they ever need any advice." you know, uh, I'll be happy to talk to him. And she was like, when? (laughs) (laughs) So we actually, and it, we had, I think somewhere we have the little, you know, docket that says Suzanne and David Martin, one to 120 for Jimmy Carter's schedule. No way. And we went to meet, meet with him and we, um, Ended up talking about, of course, the log cabin a lot. But yeah, he, he's yeah. one of the smartest men I've ever met. Yes. I uh, mean, uh, he, no doubt. He was incredible. And brother is still kicking it. 98, just building. And, he's amazing. <laughs> I mean, he unlike is, any. He's, he, he's, and a lot of people have said this, that he is the, um, well, a lot of people say he's much better ex, right, post-president right, than he was right. a president. Right. But he is the uh, 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 picture of what a pro president should be. You would hope. Yeah. Yep. Because no I mean, question. his, his uh, uh, center, you know, it's it's for uh, it's for peace, but it's also for voter uh, um, repression and fraud. Right. And right. All over the world, not just the world. in the U.S., but yeah. all over the world. Yeah. It's really, really, and truly just amazing. Um, so you you jump on the 
employment bandwagon. Um, by the way, my son is texting me and like in my ear, I can just hear ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Um, anyways, um, but so you, you, you start this career and like you said, you didn't think it was going to become a career. Um, but then after how many years you and, and David were married, did you, did you guys then get pregnant with Hannah? Your well, first. that's a little nosy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We were we were one of the last ones. I think Dean and Tammy were the last ones. But yes. We, that was another bone of contention in our family. It's like, what's wrong with you guys? When are you going to get pregnant? You know? Yes, right, right. We were married for about eight years before, okay. uh, eight and a half years before we had Hannah. Okay. And, um, so, and we lived in Nashville uh, okay. because of David's career. And, and so I commuted from Nashville to somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and uh, so then um, when, after we had uh, Hannah, um, you know, the whole commuting thing was going to get very difficult. Yeah. So get we, crazy. we were trying to decide where should we live that I can do my job and you can do your job, yes. you know, and, at that point, um, David was changing his genre of music, yes, as right. we talked about earlier. Uh -huh. But um, and so we moved. That's when we moved to Los Angeles. And she was eight months old when okay. we moved out there. Okay, and so and and did it ever cross your mind? Well, to now I'm ha yeah, now now I'm having a <laughs> I'm oh, having oh, kids. <laughs> now you know what uh, the uh, honestly, and here's you should learn this as a father of three kids but this two, is great please two, two women yes this is, is great a, advice um, give it to me you know the more they said that to me the more it's like f that f I'm, yeah. not, <laughs> I'm not quitting yeah. i don't care if it kills me i'm gonna keep my job you were know? you getting that message on all sides even from you know david um well yeah i mean i don't know david or but like your parents his parents um, siblings of his, siblings of your your brother. Um, were, were there messages like, okay, that's fun. I'm glad you got to travel the world, but now you're going to be a mom. Well, um, so the short answer is no. Um, that's good. Because, uh, for, I mean, for one thing, David and I would not still be married if he ever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you suggested I mean, that. Yeah, that, sure. For many reasons, but he was always very supportive of my career, and yeah. and he be he became, um, like to to a certain extent, and we've talked about this many times, but he he became the main caregiver when I was away, and mm. so he said, you know, that for him that experience was was valuable. I mean, not mm. when you're going through it, you know, it's like yeah. when you're going through, it's like get home. Right, you know, or right. I would call and I go, "Oh, I'm having a great layover." He go, mm, "Good, <laughs> see ya." <laughs> you know, that's awesome. But, uh, um, but you know, he he became. Um, I don't know when you're a caregiver to young children, you bond in a way that you don't bond. Yeah, if you're not, so sure, sure. So I would I would be gone for three days at a time. Right, and he would just. You know, so no, he was he was always supportive. I got a little pushback at the beginning from my brother. He also didn't speak to me for three weeks, three, three months. <laughs> but but you know what? 
everybody, nobody. Uh, it was mainly, I think, my parents. And it wasn't that they were, I don't want to put it in such a bad light. It's not that they were not proud of me, but sure. they just thought, why don't you quit it? You know, right. like, go, I don't know. Of course, which would, which was interesting to hear from Hugh because he also didn't think that David had a job. <laughs> so what <laughs> were y'all going to do? Gonna pay the bills. <laughs> well, he yeah. plays in the basement. Yes, strumming <laughs> the guitar and doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, letting the wind blow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for those that don't know, uh, for don't those that don't that know, down. yeah, Dave, David Martin, my uncle, uh, Suzanne's husband and partner for life, musician, is, was uh, wrote songs way back in the 80s. Uh, ended up in in Canada. We'll get to that in a minute. But played uh, was was Hemingway Corner, one of the three uh, members of that band, and uh, so that was his career. He was kind of all over the place. I love that, and I mean, obviously, I knew it because there's no way else to do this. But I love that, like he was so supportive, and y'all were such a partnership in that way. Because well, and you know what, I read your book, so I know that you and Kelly are like this too. Mm. But you know, and when we, we try moved- to be. When we moved to Canada, it was mm-hmm. for his career. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it's just, it, you know, uh, marriage partnership is a give and take type thing. It is. You know, and, yes. And, and I mean, you got to always feel, oh, something's going to be good. Something's going to work out. So, it will. And it, it, always, it, absolutely. it always does. I just think it's so interesting that that's, you know, you were going through that and that was the seventies, you know, really the eighties, um, and the nineties. And that's still going on today. And I think that's part of what this podcast is for is because I think that there are women now who are thinking, and I, when I had the podcast with Kelly, we talked about this, but there are women now who are like, man, I really love to do that, but guess I got to stay home. And, and the husband's going, man, I'd really love to do that, but I guess I got to go to work. But if they were actually to talk, they might, and be honest with each other, they might go, hey, you know what? I'm actually cool with staying home with the kids if you right. want to go and try that, you know? And, well, and, and you know, uh, when, when David, when we were uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. he was unusual. Mm. It was unusual. I mean, he used, you know, we lived on the beach in, in California. When we, Redondo, I remember. Redondo, when we yeah. moved out there. And, and um, I mean, he used to have people stop him, you know, with Hannah. He would be wearing her on her his back or whatever. Yes. Go, she needs a hat. <laughs> it's like, she's okay. Do you have sunscreen on her? You know, it's just... So it, it, there's a reserve a reverse. Uh, uh, yeah, because he's a man. He doesn't know how yeah, to take care of a kid. No, how, he yeah, know. right, like, right. He's much more of a mother hen than I am. You, uh, I'm sure that's hard to believe, but <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's not really. If you if hanging out with y'all for a minute, you know who's going to cry in the sappy Christmas music and who's not, <laughs> or Christmas movie. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you I, nailed us. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what is so funny? That's very much like me and Kelly. Very really? much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much. I'm, I like, she, she'll say that I don't cry a lot, but it's because 
when she really notices whether or not I cry is if we argue. <laughs> she wants she wants the the emotions and the tears to come out then, and for me to feel bad then, you know. But I cry. No, just play me a good song <laughs> or or a, a movie. Cheesy Christmas music, a movie, and I'm I'm done. Or I, it, or a, a ad with a little girl in it. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, just to, yeah, because I've got daughters and them, I'm melting. Yep, or one of those like the soldier comes home and like surprises the family. I, it, I every time I just like you see it ten seconds and I and I'm done. Okay, everybody, Man Unmade was created to amplify women's voices, and early on we decided that beyond each interview, we also wanted to highlight women in business and music. So in each episode. We'll take time out to turn you on to a new business you've maybe never heard of and a singer-songwriter whose music we think you should try out. The music will come at the end of each podcast, so make sure you keep listening after we've wrapped the interview. If you're listening now and you happen to own or work for or have a friend with a business or if you know of an artist or you are one, shoot us an email to contact at manunmadepodcast.com. But the spotlight on women's businesses is right now. This week's business, Flower Girl, Apothecary. Just looking at their website, I don't even drink tea that much because I don't drink coffee, and I I want a like cup of tea right now with the flower petals at the bottom of the saucer. And and you know what? I I think this tea I I can't tell, but it almost it just looks richer than the tea that I make, and it almost looks like it also might have milk or something in it. Which I don't. Do you do milk in tea? I definitely only put milk or cream in my tea if it's black tea. Because it's kind of like an alternative to coffee. And black tea has caffeine, right? Yes, for sure. Don't yeah, drink, yeah, don't take your sleepy time tea as black tea because then you won't be going to sleep. And you know all this that you get here, this this Clint Hart package, it's caffeine free. So me on caffeine, oh boy, I don't know. That's what Your not heart be might explode or something. The masala chai looks amazing. And so does the Midnight Garden. The Midnight Garden is beautiful. Yeah, no, the Midnight Garden features a sweet, lingering fragrance of strolling through the Rose Garden while then wind blows ever so slightly. What a great description. That is amazing. Yeah, I, and I, I am amazed at people that like are able to paint these visual pictures from just sipping something like tea. It like literally blows me away. Um, so Flower Girl Apothecary, Texas-based tea company, uh, offering a unique selection of handcrafted herbal teas, tea blends, and premium small batch teas from all around the world. Find Flower Girl Apothecary online at www.flowergirlapothecary.com and also on Instagram at Flower Girl Apothecary. Thank you, Flower Girl Apothecary. We love your tea. Flying may not be all plain sailing, but the fun of it is worth the price. Amelia Earhart. Um, okay, so when, when did you... Uh, You've joked, I text you all the time when I'm on airplanes and, and whatnot, and you can tell, but just from like the seat I'm in that you're like, oh boy, why well, haven't been on one of those puddle jumpers in forever? <laughs> um, how long did it take you before you were like, you were done with continental travel and it was, it was Europe, Asia, whatever, and only? Well, um, so it depended on where, you know, you're based as, as a, a a flight crew. And, um, when I moved, when we moved to Canada and I yes. had to move bases again, yeah. um, you know, I thought, okay, well I'll try an international trip. I don't know if I'm going to like it because I did mm. some early in my career and it's so funny because, and I see this now, the young kids 
that are flight attendants now, they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is, I'm whipped. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going out and shop. Who wants to go with me? You know? And, you haven't slept. You're getting off the plane and you're like, yeah, all right, a little coffee, let's go. All I need is a shot of dough. <laughs> I'm out. But uh, yeah. um, so, so I thought, okay, well, I'll try the international because that's the base that I was in had, had uh, a lot of international flying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you never go back after that. That's it's it. Like, You're done. I mean, I know a lot of people, some people don't like it because they can't sleep or whatever, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have loved it from the day, first day. That's awesome. Well, been, what was your first international flight? Do you remember? Um, well, let's see. I used to do a lot of, uh, uh, when I was based in that one base, when we moved mm-hmm. to Canada, I used mm-hmm. to do a lot of Paris. Yes, I remember. Like when we lot. lived there, we got to visit That's with right. you at one we time. We had yes. dinner uh-huh, We did, yes. And, Very fun. Um, so I did that a lot. And, and as you know, um, if you do that a lot, then... Um, you know the metro system, which is always yes. a tangle, a maze. Yes, absolutely. So, so if you know the metro system, you do Paris a lot. The RER, and, yeah. And uh, um, and then I did a lot of Germany. Um, oh, cool. I did a lot of, uh, like, Frankfurt, Germany. And then yes. I did a lot of, uh, um, let's see, I went to Switzerland a lot. I did a lot of Italy. I did mm-hmm. a lot of Rome, which is... Yeah. Two of my favorite cities in the world are uh, Paris and Rome. Yes, amazing. And I can't, I can't pick between the two of them. Have you done Barcelona? I have. Oh, Barcelona! I, I love Barcelona. I, yep. I do love yep. Barcelona, but still, give me Rome or, or Paris. Give you Rome or get yeah. Well, I'm there with you on Paris. <laughs> Paris is my jam. I I just absolutely love it. Well, you know, I you know this the family lore. Apparently, we do come from the line of Charlemagne. So. <laughs> told somebody that one time like a, yeah. a it was a parisian guy mm-hmm. and um did you say oh everybody he said, is That's from- <laughs> pretty rare oh really think, oh come on everybody yeah. and their brother's got to be from charlemagne right and he was like no that's really rare oh, so okay okay oh, you say so <laughs> that kelly did not want me to hear that today <laughs> I'm even more rare and exotic than I thought. It's fantastic. It's, just, it's better than you ever imagined. It's better than, oh, I am. Uh, there's probably a fortune out there. I'm in line to some sort of throne. There's um, some kind of a, a, a kingship or, yes. or uh, some kind of baron yeah. that you, you deserve. Yes, for sure. But, uh, um, but then I moved to another base and then I did a lot of Asia. Yes, and, right. and Africa, and thus Ooh, all my, cool. uh, like, I don't know if you can see. I can in the background, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's some over there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some up here. Sure. And then my uh, Beautiful. little coconut light right there. Yeah, yeah. I got that from uh, Thailand. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you have literally been everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but. Well, I mean, close. You've been to close. a lot of places, and, and uh, more than most. And um, along the way, you have been serving people the whole time. Um, and I got to imagine you've probably served quite a few businessmen along the way. <laughs> okay, so so I actually, I, I, I think I know what you're leading up to. And correct me if I'm wrong. 
But Go I've ahead. got, I've got, I, I, I actually thought of four stories, but I, I, we probably don't have time for all four. But I've got two of where you're going. Go ahead. Okay. Do it. So the first one is uh, 9-11. Mm-hmm. We all know that. And uh, um, so the planes were grounded for days. And okay. I, I can't remember uh, how many days. But so I had, I was one of the first planes uh, um, to take off after 9-11. After. So okay. I mm-hmm. think it was on the 15th. Okay. And, um and it was, uh, we were going to Paris. Mm-hmm. And so we cu- uh, go into the briefing room when, um, when we're, uh, you know, beginning to talk about the flight, et cetera. Right. And there's, there's a FBI in there. There's a management, there's a, a airport security in there. Mm-hmm. And then of course there's flight attendants and pilots. And I'm like thinking, okay, this is, (laughs) this doesn't look too good, you know? (laughs) So, and what they wanted uh, to tell us is that we have a credible bomb threat for our plane. Wonderful. Okay. So, so, uh, you know, um, that's all the, the FBI, the airport security, all that stuff. Right. And so... There was a lot of crying in the uh, briefing room. And yeah. um, of course, you know, we were all emotional. Yeah. But um, to just fit into your image, I did not, I was not crying. <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> but, uh, um, and, and there were, the supervisors were in there and they were saying to us, you know, um, are you okay? Like individually, mm-hmm. are you okay? Yes. You know? yes. And so that when they got to me, she said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay, but I'm going. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, so then I, I talked to the pilots uh, or the captain um, mm-hmm. after, you know, a time because mm-hmm. they explained we're going to, we're going to be delayed because yes. everything is going to be checked. I mean, they're going to check the cargo bin. They're going to yeah. check. The passengers, they're going to be dogs up there. Yes. Everybody's going to be checked. Right. And so uh, um, I asked the captain, I said, well, what do you think about this plane tonight? And he said, mm-hmm. I think we'll be the safest plane in the air tonight. Wow. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. And I said, cool. Great. <laughs> I'm good then. I'm you know, in. So, so we get up to the airplane and I'm on, I'm in first class, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm serving everybody and we're telling them, you know, we're delayed because there's a problem, but we're not mm-hmm. telling them what it is, you know, because right. it's right after 9-11. Yeah. And no, no yeah. reason to freak everybody out here. No reason yeah. to do that. So, but this guy uh, in first class, he goes, I am so tired of this airline. He said, I <laughs> demand that we take off in a timely manner tonight, he said, I'm going to write the company. Do you know who I am? I'm important. Uh-uh. And I was like, oh, okay, well, can I get you another drink? <laughs> Exits are here, here, Biting here. my tongue going, oh, well, we're just trying to keep your ass from being blown up tonight <laughs> in the air. That's right. <laughs> if and you don't mind, is- sir. <laughs> Yeah. Enjoy your drink, yeah. but uh, um, and his wife is kind of going like, 
sorry. You yeah. Know, but. Yes. And but, and it, it, there's got to be a lot of that, right? Where it's like the husband is losing his mind and the wife is, I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, I don't want to make it all men because there's some creeps out there that are women, but. Sure, you know, sure, sure. It's a, um, well, I have one more story. And this is, you know, like I say, I, I didn't want to, uh, um, I don't know how much time we have left, but. No, we're uh, good. We, we, we're good. We can okay. just keep going. But uh, so, and, and David, David said, are you going to tell this, this, that story? I said, uh, uh, okay, I'll try. So, because, yeah. uh, um, so this is another, and it, and it was a, a male passenger as well. But uh-huh. so we had a 727s, which I don't even think anybody flies anymore, mm-hmm. but um, a Boeing 727 right across from the galley in the back. Mm-hmm. If you're in the back, that's the mm-hmm. sweet seat. Okay. Because it's got lots of leg room. Oh, you know, yeah. Sure. And everything. So, so I'm in the galley back in the back, and um, this gentleman is already sitting in that seat, and he's yes. a military guy. Oh. Okay. And so, um, so I'm doing whatever I'm doing in the galley, and this, this little short little bantam rooster comes back, <laughs> and he throws his luggage at my feet. And he uh-uh. goes, you've got a problem. Uh-uh. And I said, um, okay, sir, uh, it, what is my problem? And he said, that is my seat. And he pointed to where the military guy is sitting, right? Uh-uh. And he said, that is my seat, and I'm going to have it. And I said, uh, and of course, the military guy is just sitting there like, I'll get up, like, you know. Sure, respectful, yeah. And so uh, um, I said, um, okay, I said, let me let me take care of it. I said, if I could only have your boarding pass. And he just like shook his head and growled at me like, that's my seat. Uh-uh. And I said, sure. I said, I would love to, to work this out. I said, could I have your boarding pass? And so he very reluctantly gives me his boarding pass. The military guy gives me his boarding pass. Uh-huh. I go out to the, uh, uh, out to the gate and I explain what's going on. And he said, uh, he said, so what are these people like? And I said, well, one guy's a real sweetie. <laughs> and I said, the other guy's a bit He's of an work. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and so, totally, yeah. so he said, okay, perfect. So he gives me the two boarding passes. And of course, this has been played out in the drama of, uh, of the plane. Of course, everybody back in the back is watching. Yeah. See what's going on. You know. <laughs> what's going on up there? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this guy is just standing there with his arms, you know, crossed, just right. watching me come down the aisle, just waiting, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I said, I went up to him and I said, sir, I said, you're right. That is your seat. I said, here's your boarding pass. And I looked at the military guy and as loudly as I could say, sir, we've moved you to first class. <laughs> could you follow me? <laughs> and you could just see all the air uh, yes. out of that guy. <laughs> Just like, I'll take that seat. Yeah. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, wait. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. That is awesome. (laughs) You know, I mean, I I, I just, I I think of you and and, and what I think is so great, you know, of course, you know, I don't think that you're above, obviously you're not, um, you know, like 
serving someone a drink and like taking care of them and all that. But your personality is definitely not one that's like, well, now how can I take care of you? Like if you meet you right off the bat, you know? And so you've got to then now deal with, and, and yes, there are women who are stinkers for sure. And probably some women who look down on you as a, as a woman, because you're, you're oh, the flight sure. attendant mm-hmm. and they're a CEO or, or whatever, you know? And, um, but how many men must have gotten on your planes and just expected that they can just act however they want to act, say whatever they want to say. And, you know, I think some people probably took it personal. I think you probably were like, joke's on you, buddy. I'm about to go shop in Paris. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the best. <laughs> Here's your drink. I'm going to hang out oh, in Barcelona. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when karma like that, it very rarely happens like that. You know, but when yeah. karma happens like that, it's the best. <laughs> and I was, I was never mean to this guy. I was, I was always yeah. pleasant and nice and everything. And so yeah, he just sure. stewed the rest of the flight, and I, oh yeah, happily served him. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, the other day I was flying somewhere, and um, there was a flight attendant um, who was. Uh, handling this situation and she um, was a black woman and you had a white man and of course this was just a few months ago so here we are in 2020 and the paradigm is shifting Um, people are waking up we're realizing you know um, how much uh, you know toxic masculinity and then you know racism that people don't really want to admit to but that it exists and so this guy you know, he just lets this lady have it. And I mean, he was just pissed. And she stood there and then sat that brother down <laughs> fast. And I almost, it was the beginning of the flight, but I almost did a just clap <laughs> like, yes, ma'am. You know, cause I mean, it was just like, I've had it, you yeah. know, it yeah. is, it was sort of like the feeling is just like, no, I've had it. You know, I'm a professional. This is my job. I'm not quitting soon because I'm having kids. I'm not going you know, like I'm not going to go live with my parents and wait till I get married. This is my job. This is what I do. And you can respect me or you can get off my plane. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way it should be, right? Well, and, and now is a little different too, because everybody's got their phones out and you mm. know, everybody can take um, videos. Oh, and, yeah. and so, um, yeah. you know, um, I don't know that. And, and everybody can edit the videos to make it seem yes. what it, what it is or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a, what I always say is that, you know, 99% of the people on an airplane are really nice and very... Yes, absolutely. You know, there's always the asshole and that's yes. the one you remember. Y- you exactly. Know? And that's the one. And and uh, it can be uh, like us. It can be a guy or it can be a, a gal, but usually sure. it's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Now, I don't know how many times I've done this, but again... You are not afraid to call me on something, and you're, and I love that. How many times I called you stewardess? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, y- yes, I have. No, I have. I last not time when today. we were in jo- no, not today. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no, not today, but in the past. Uh, I remember last time we were in, all in Georgia uh, up at the, uh, the the Junior Roost up in Dahlonega. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I, I said that, and you're, Clint, it's flight attendant, <laughs> you know. Um, and But what perfect timing, though, because yesterday that Wall Street Journal ad comes out or, you know, opinion piece, whatever, saying to Dr. Biden, could you just drop the doctor title? Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, honorary. Honorary. Um, Took her such, 10 years to earn that honorary doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> BS, total BS. Um, and, uh, you know, for years you were called a stewardess, then it was flight attendant. There's evolution in your career. Titles matter, right? Well, you know what? It, it's, uh, um, I mean... Honestly, when I became a flight attendant, it mm-hmm. was changing then. I mean, a stewardess is, is even all the way back to okay older than me, believe it or not. But um, <laughs> you know, and that really became uh, more of a thing because uh, um, stewardess, for one thing, um, right? It, it connotes a, a female gender, right? Yes, that's right. So, and there's so many male flight attendants now, right? So. What are you going to call them, stewards? And that's not right anyway, because right. Well, and you also have non-binary. I mean, there's yeah. all there's all all the I mean, different. I mean, there's the yeah. whole spectrum. So right, I don't right. know. Like it does. Uh, uh, um, let, let me just put it this way: it makes me kind of go when I hear people call me a stewardess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just go whatever. You know, whatever. It, right. Whether they're older or just. Uh, um, you know, not, uh, you know, maybe even they, they're not aware that it's changed, you right. know, because they don't right. fly much or whatever, you know, right. I don't, I don't get offended by it, but it, it is, it is kind of a crit, like a kind of like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. That kind now, of moment. I, cause I just think it's an interesting thing because here we are in this time and like, why anyone would even think that it's a good idea to write that article um, about much less like publish it. Come well, on, I mean, Wall Street Journal. Like, what are you, you know, thinking? I I hear the guy's kind of a crank because I think uh-huh. he he had a like a homophobic article oh, that was okay. back in the, I don't even know when. He's like uh-huh. 83 years old anyway. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just in the in the throes of the end of his career here, and you know, he just wants to throw one more out. Just just get his name out there one more time. Yeah, and it worked because yeah. let me tell you, I mean, everybody's but, talking and, about it. And him. the point is, like, why did they publish it? That's the point. There aren't. I mean, there are definitely there are some more Phyllis Schlafly's in the world. Did you watch Miss America? No, I haven't, but I want to. You need to watch Miss America. Yeah, yeah. and and because you have this whole feminist movement, but then you have. The antithesis to it, which is Phyllis Schlafly, yeah, and and she's you know when she goes out and does a speaking engagement, she starts it by saying, "I just want to thank my husband for letting me come to this event." You know, well, you know, and, I <laughs> and don't you're like, really, "What is going on?" Yeah, here? I don't, I don't really know, um, and I'm probably speaking out of turn because I really, I don't even know what she says. But there's like Candace Owens in that. Oh right, uh-huh. that group. Uh, yeah, yeah, is kind of like uh has the same audience 
Yeah, which is, it's just a bizarre thing that it still exists. Um, It's a very strange uh, thing. So you mentioned earlier, and I love this, that the one thing that you would like pass on, that you wanted to pass on to your girls um, uh, was the hope that they would be independent. Mm -hmm. And I think goal accomplished on that (laughs) one, right? I mean, because they are- Well, yeah, I mean, you know, and it starts younger than you want. Yeah, right. But, uh, right. You're not there yet, are you? Oh, getting there. My son Hudson is. Yeah, he's another podcast. Cause like, okay. Yeah, like he's Kelly has said forever. Like he is just he is ready. Like, why do I need these adults? What are y'all here for? <laughs> these kind of been that way for a while. He's just I like, let me do it on guys. my own. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> please get out of my space. Right, right. Which I can I can understand. I think there's a little bit of that in me, for sure. I, I, I think growing up, I also had a very different situation than he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. so that served me really well because it was like, look, you people aren't going to figure shit out. So, like, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to figure this out here. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do Somebody's got to be the adult in the yeah, room. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, did it turn out how you wanted? You know what I mean? Like, you have these ideas of being a parent and and all of that. And obviously, Hannah and Callie are amazing. I love them. Wonderful cousins, and and all of that that I love stuff. You too. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, but but did it turn out like you wanted being a mom, um, raising, you know, kids it just happens for you to be two girls, um, you know, and along the way, was there pressure of, it's really sweet. And we kind of talked about this already, but not even just from your parents, but from the outside world of, Wow, you sure do. You you fly a lot. I mean, do you even know oh, your daughters? Yeah, yeah. You well, know. Yeah, I mean, well, for one thing, to answer your first question, mm-hmm. um, so I don't think that um, you know it ever turns out like just like you think, and I'm not yeah. sure what you, you know, like it. I, I think that. If you just hope that your kids are independent, which is I, what I was wanting, and and yes. happy, you know, yes, and and uh, like um, there were a few stipulations al- along the way. Like mm. I told them both, um, we'll pay for four years and a degree, mm-hmm. four, yeah. not four and a half, <laughs> not get not, it done. Uh, I decided to change my major. Mm-hmm. But four years and a degree, and I did tell them, I said, I don't care if it's basket weaving. Yeah. I don't care what the degree is in. It's mm-hmm. just four years and a degree. And then after that, you can do whatever you want. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, so in that, in that sense, I, they, I think they're both beautiful, lovely young women that I mm-hmm. enjoy spending time with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and equally, and this is important because they both have partners and mm-hmm. I really like both of their partners. That's cool. And they both are very, uh, uh, work ethic is fantastic. And yeah, yeah. like my younger daughter's on her third degree. Oh, now. wow. Wow. She's getting her, um, degree in early childhood education. She's okay. got a social work degree and a political science degree. Wow. So, wow. But, um, Callie racking them up. <laughs> but, um, you know, as, as far as, uh, um, as like leaving, I think there was always a, 
a good discussion between me and my husband that, okay, you may, every once in a while, like, you might want to back it off a little bit. You're gone awful lot, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, but never, never anything, um, certainly not up here when we, I mean, you know, Canada is a whole different place, you know? Yes. And, uh, I mean, I've often, they love going to Georgia, by the way. They just, my girls yeah. think Georgia is like going to Mars or something. <laughs> and and uh, they just love it. Oh, and awesome. um, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, no, it, I understand. Yeah. You know, in a good way. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I always say, aren't you glad we didn't raise you in Georgia? <laughs> Well, it would, and, so to, to uh, I guess, to add to that a little bit, I want to say this. A lot of the things in, in my life where, where if I am a little bit um, more open, and, and I really want to be careful because I think sometimes when you say like a little more liberal or a little more left-leaning, I don't, I don't really love those terms, you know? I think anybody can be open-minded, mm -hmm. anybody. I don't care what church you're a part of, what political affiliation you have. It doesn't matter, like... You're either closed-minded or you're open-minded, mm -hmm. and and you guys played unknowingly, but you played a huge part in my life in regards to being open-minded. Uh -oh. um, Don't tell your mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be pissed. Um, no, but I mean, uh, really and truly, it was y'all's experience. Like seeing y'all moved to, you lived in Tennessee for a while, but then you moved to California, and then you moved to Canada and there you were um, a woman. Of course, my mom stayed at home. And uh, and so that's what I was brought up. And again, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's, you know, whatever. But then um, you were out there. You were working. You were gone. I mean, and not just like, you didn't just have a job. If you were gone, you were gone mm -hmm. because you were traveling, mm -hmm. you know, and yet you had two kids. Hello. And, and, and so keep in mind that where I come from. And they're not um, screwed up. And they're Completely. not screwed up. That, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And where I come from, and this is why it's so important, I think, at least I'd like to talk about this. Um, it's not just tied to, well, you're a woman and, and, and feminism and everything, but from where I come from, it's actually tied to like biblical stuff and Christianity and different things. And so, you know, in the world that I was brought up in, you're like a rebel. You know, I mean, you're you're, but, you're but, like, whoa! You're so, you're getting out there. Your place is not in the home. Are you kidding me? Like, what did you? Are you just? Are you just done with you, Jesus completely? Let's be honest here. <laughs> so, but here's the thing, uh, Clint, and I know we've talked about this before, just personally, but mm -hmm. um, so I'm a little bit, and you know, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it on your podcast. So, oh, say whatever you want. It's I'm fine. a Democrat. Sure. So. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, but, and all my whole family is Republican. Right, so, right. And that's how I was raised. And I mean, it was, uh, for a long time, it was like, now, did dating David make you a Democrat? <laughs> you know, because Jimmy, the whole Jimmy J Carter Jimmy thing, Carter, that's you know? right, that's right. Those Martins, like, they screwed you up. And this was the funniest thing, to going to Presbyterian college make you a Democrat? It's like, yeah. In South Carolina? Sure. I don't think so. And then, and then uh, um, you know, did being a flight attendant make you a 
Democrat. Right. Like what and went wrong, in other words? What went wrong? Yeah. How did yeah. we, we screw that up? You know? Yeah, right. And so I told my dad, um, <clears throat> finally, I don't know, several years back, when we used to talk about politics, which we don't anymore. But mm. I told him, I said, you know what made me a Democrat? Going to church. <laughs> I said, I went to church and I, I was in Sunday school and I listened to those radical ideas. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I believed them. Yeah. You know, right. like feed the poor and yeah. the meek will inherit the earth and... Yeah. You yeah, know? those are yeah, those are the radical ideas you're talking about. It's like this was this was the radical thing. Like right. to go give a cup of cold water to somebody in need. Right. Like this was well, crazy. And to to yeah. uh, um you know, to to like Jesus would eschew the rich people right. or the Right. He'd rip them a new the, one. Yeah. He he wanted to be with the poor or the you know, the the flight attendant by the well. Oh no, that was the prostitute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Same thing. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another stereotype. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 uh, again. So, but this is what I'm talking about. When when I came to visit you as a young kid, I don't know how old I was. Maybe eight years old, nine years old, something like that, when y'all lived in Tennessee. I don't remember when it was, but I was very young. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we went to y'all's church wherever you were going, and I'm pretty sure there was a female pastor at um, this church. Hmm. Say yes, because it ruins the story. Oh, you, you know don't. what? Yes. <laughs> yes, because, it, it, I mean, it, it's, you know, um, we've had several uh, iterations of our Faith and church, whatnot. Church, Yes, sure, you know, sure. So, so we were raised as Southern Baptists, as you know. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, when we moved to uh, uh, Nashville, mm -hmm. we did, we were, we, we started going to Presbyterian Church. Okay. In Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Now, when okay. we moved to California, we started going to Methodist Church. And then we okay. moved to uh, Canada, we started going to the United Church. Okay. Which is kind of like a Methodist up here. Okay. But, um, but anyway, uh, um, so yes, the the there was a, a female who yes. was the, the minister. So I re I remember this. So 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 keep this in mind. Okay, are you ready? Okay. David stayed at home, and you know I, he did travel too because he was a musician, and mm -hmm. and so he had to tour every once in a while. But you worked full time, and your work took you out of the home. We went and visited you at y'all's home, and you went to a church where a female was the pastor. <laughs> The, the, yeah, mind blown, really, truly. Uh, and then uh, you guys lived in Canada and you started talking about this whole like, you know, healthcare for everybody. All we do is, you know, and and, and so it's funny. So horrible. Uh, yeah, horrible. So horrible. Kelly and I, you know, Kelly is is way far out in front of me on everything. And, but the Good one thing, yeah, that's right. And the one thing that I get to lay claim to, which that I was a little bit farther out ahead uh, than her was the idea that, wait a second, why is everybody paying all this money for healthcare? Like, wouldn't it be a better idea to kind of do it like Canada? And, you know, even she will say like way back in the day when I started talking about that, I was kind of like, well, Clint, I don't know, you know, whatever. And, uh, but I was kind of like, no, but the reason is because I saw 
you guys and was talking to y'all and you were like, I don't know what the big problem is here, you know? Um, and so it just is really, it, for me, I, I just can't thank you enough. I know you're, it's unknowingly, but really and truly. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I am more open-minded and, and a little more like, um, just open to, hey, there's maybe a different way to do this in large part because of you guys, because well, you and David. I appreciate you saying that. And the healthcare is another whole podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, no, it is, yes. But but I will tell you one thing, um, because I have lived in both systems, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm very aware of both both systems. Sure, the pluses and, and the minuses, they're, they're there in both, I'm sure. Not really. <laughs> oh, you, would, you would even, no, there's no minus, minuses in, in well, the system okay, you're living there in. Are, of course there are minuses. And that's but, all I mean. But yeah. really, I mean, not. I mean, that's fantastic. Three no, years ago, I had breast cancer. Yes. And I've never paid a dom. That's unbelievable. I've never seen a bill. Right. Yeah, didn't see a bill. Yeah. And um, so, and I went, my brother actually ran for Congress. It was uh, short lived, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um, back in, after my mom passed away, 2010. Okay. And I went to one of his uh, 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 rallies or, or whatever. <laughs> <Rallies>. <laughs> I think it was an open house, actually. Okay. He had an open house. It's the beginning of his uh, uh, campaign. campaign. Mm -hmm. And so, and this was in North Georgia, by the way. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I went and, you know, I was with my dad. And um, so several people came. And he was my brother's cardiologist. And he, he was... Yeah well-liked in the community, saved lots of people's lives and everything like that. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I, I was, was talking to people and, oh, where are you from, you know? And, um, oh, I, I live in Toronto. And they said, I hear about your healthcare system up there. <laughs> and I didn't want to get into it, you know, no. because I was yeah. there and with my dad, with my brother. Lion's Den. So I said, uh, I said, well, I said, I, I must uh, support my adopted country. Yes. I said, it's really a, a very good system. Yes. And rather than be an open-minded like you, he went, that's not what I hear. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Right. Believe your Fox News program. Right. And, don't and, and, don't and, talk to the Canadian in front of you. Yes, Right. And 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 uh, and Uncle David, he had some health issues as well as he did. I as a, and no bills as well from that. I mean, just no. And 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 let's just let me just say the other side of that is it's not just that um, you didn't have a bill and you didn't have to pay a dime, but it was also good care. It was excellent care. Yeah, and we didn't have to wait in line. It's not like okay, everybody says cancer, that back in line. <laughs> No, it's like, as a matter of fact, my, uh, um, when my oncologist, you know, we, we, we had to, I had to decide what treatment I was going to take, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, of course that's not the most pleasant decision. And, um, so he was bugging me. He was like, you know, you got to make a decision, right? Mm. I was like, just give me time. Yeah. Simmer down. <laughs> yeah. Put the knife up. <laughs> 
that's awesome. Well, it, it really and truly, it's it's a part of the evolution of me um, when I look back on my life and just see, you know, we as a family, I would say we were all somewhat close. It was, it was a a crazy art, you know, everybody's family's crazy. I mean, that's yeah. just, let's be honest. And, uh, and so there was, there were years there in the younger, in my younger days, probably zero to about like 12 before the roost was gone on the Chattahoochee where we were getting together quite often. And there yeah. was, you know, there was a lot of family gathering and then everybody sort of started to scatter to the winds, to the four corners of the earth, whatever it felt like. And, um, but all along, uh, I have been, you know, watching you guys from a distance and I'm really just so thankful for the example that you guys have been. And I mean that. Um, well, that's really sweet so- of you to say, uh, Clint. And, you know, we've always loved you so much. And you kind of are, you're looking like David. It's a little bizarre. <laughs> have you seen, have you, do, do you know the picture I'm talking about? Yes. The one where the, the, the thing that like ages yeah. you. yeah. I freaked out. I was like, like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Turn it into muscle. <laughs> Which, hey, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, he's a very handsome uh, man. And uh, maybe if I go forks over knives, that'll even seal the deal <laughs> further. Uh, oh, that's a podcast for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, hey, listen, one other thing I wanted to say. Yeah, say it. I follow this one girl on Twitter. And I gotta tell, I gotta read you this thing she she wrote, and it just, mm-hmm. it's just, it just resonated with me like nothing. Mm. But it, she said it helps to understand that in red America, white men are automatically treated like experts in all things, mm. no matter how little they understand. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, bingo. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. but anyway, um, I did want to mention that because I just think that, that, um, there's shame around that and mm-hmm. women should not have that. Yeah. It's, it's bad on the men and it's not men like you, Clint. Well, thank you. Yes. I understand. <laughs> yes. No, I know there is a difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, thank you. And, um, I just, love the fact that you have um, done what you wanted to do with your life and you just happened to get yoked up um, <laughs> with a with a partner who was like yeah heck yeah let's 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 do this we're gonna figure it out if we have to move to California or Toronto or wherever you know we're gonna do this we're gonna be in it together and that's that's not an example um, that everybody gets to be around um, and I got to be around it well it's lucky too and I'm, I'm, I, you know. yeah, sure. Sure. Well, and I think you're doing a good thing too because it's, it, I look forward to hearing your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate do. that. Thank you. Well, it might just be you listening and Kelly. So, well, <laughs> and Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Lisa's not listening again. She's already heard me once. She's, she's like, whoo, no. Oh, you know, you know what? Another one where, uh, another one for me where you uh, led the pack, you were also the first female runner that I was ever around. Oh, love, build, run. That's darn right. That's exactly right. You I ran and, this morning. Yes, ma'am. I have and not it run was today. Either, it, there was either uh, ash in the air or it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> Something was on fire or, yeah, the old man LA, winter. If I was in L.A., it would be ash. Yes, that would have been, a, yeah. Today, I'm pretty sure it was snow. 
Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I remember you and, and uh, my uncle out running uh, way back in the day. And uh, I always, I was like, ooh, I want to run like them. And uh, and sure enough, and you know, I it definitely becomes did. a defining thing in your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and, one of the one of the things that have got, got me through this pandemic. Yes. That and the three drinking days. <laughs> it's all in balance. And, all in and balance. I agree. It should only be three. I think that's a great rule. <laughs> it is because those are fun days. Like, I mean, yeah. you, you look forward to it. You don't like look at yourself and go, ooh, I'm turning into something bad. Yeah. You go, yes, yeah. This is a drinking day. Uh, oh, this has been marvelous. I Thank you it. so much. It was oh great. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, I love you. And, I love uh, you too. And, and you guys have got to come visit. Oh my gosh. Would love it. Really. Get this dang pandemic out of the way. And you can come with it, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> this sounds fun. Uh, uh, you don't have to hang up here in a second, but um, but we will uh, we'll jump off. Thank you so much. This was uh, this was a blast. And uh, thanks for the role you've played in my life, really and truly. Well, that's um, really sweet. I, you, it's you, true. You've always meant a lot to us. And I know we haven't kept in great contact over the years, but that's not because we didn't love you. Uh, no, I don't feel that way. No, 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 not at all. Listen, I mean, all of a sudden life takes you to California and Canada. And let's don't forget, it's not like we've had these like face-to-face uh, talking devices well, forever. Know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's I a little different. people, certain people, you, you don't have to see them all the time to Mm-mm. connect. No, right that's away. Great. Yeah, right yeah. away, right That's away. That's right. If I if I saw y'all in uh, Georgia tomorrow, it'd be like not a day has passed and we'd all go uh, jump in the river. I'd give you a little airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there you go. A little tiny, here, here you little, go. <laughs> little tiny airplane. Thank you, thank you so much. Yep. Okay, well, love you, Clint. Love you too. What a blast. Oh, and Suzanne, seriously the best. Is she not just great, Lisa? She's amazing. And I want to be her best friend. I want to go hang out with her. I want to go, like, I feel like I could go out on the town with her. We could go party. Like, she's you, so oh, yeah. fun. She seems so yes. much fun. On any continent. Exactly, yeah. I want to go visit her. She offered an invitation. Like, when COVID is over, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, Suzanne. <laughs> also thought about adding her on Instagram to my personal Instagram. Like, I just want to be best friends with her. Uh, well, I'm sure she'd be open to that. She is just so awesome and um, relentlessly funny. And like, I my gut hurts whenever I'm done hanging out with my Aunt Suzanne because she is just a laugh a minute. So sarcastic, which is like, I love sarcasm. I love dry humor. She is, oh, she is just uh, the best and just a loving person. I love her so much. Thanks for being on, Aunt Suzanne. Ah, that was great. Okay, today's spotlight on women in music, we turn to Sarah Cripps, which is cool because Suzanne Martin, my aunt, her husband, David Martin, my uncle, he has worked with Sarah Cripps in the past. So that's kind of fun. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, And so she's based out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, Canada, that didn't really come out. It's like Canada. I haven't had any wine or anything. That was weird. I can't hear you, Lisa. I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking to you. You look like you were. Uh, So she's based out of Toronto, Canada, which is really fun. Um, You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah underscore Cripps. um, C-R-I-P-P-S, and that's Sarah with an H. And uh, the song we're playing today is called Going Under 
off her self-titled album, Sarah Cripps. Um, she's a powerhouse. You have you have you actually have written grunge powerhouse, and I, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great description. When I listen to her, do you pick up on Florence and the Machine? Totally. What a high compliment. Oh, my, I would love that. If, yeah. if someone said, I sounded like Florence and the Machine. Um, Sarah is just incredible. Her voice is, I mean, strong. I love it. Um, enjoy the song, Going Under. It's one where I hope you're in your car right now and you can roll down your windows because it is a great song to just tune out and drive to. It is, uh, it's wonderful. And that is all we have for you today. Man Unmade is produced, organized, researched, and generally held together by Lisa Collins. Audio production and original music by Jackson Palomino. I'm your host, Clint Hart. Thanks for joining us on Man Unmade. Let's listen to some music. Bye, friends. The way you're looking at me is carved into my skin. Fear of going under has had me in. It's laced into my mind. It follows me round. I'm carrying his shadow.